1: Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Hey, chickens. Uh, Still heaps of people Um, (laughs) uh, messaging about uh, everything. Like... I'm getting emails at theory at adamrichard.com.au. I'm getting things from the Facebook group from Adam Richard has a theory Facebook group. Um, and Twitter, Instagram, however you want to get to me, please get to me. Uh- <laughs> Sounds like why I made it sound like you're trying to, you know, put a hit on me or something. Uh, anyway, um, from the Adam Richard has a theory Facebook group, which you can join, uh, it's free. Um, (laughs) uh, Damo says, absolute flashback for this week's theory dome. Uh, I'm, I'm. This is where I broadcast from, the Theory Dome. Um, Rose was my introduction to Doctor Who, uh, says Demo. I was aware of the Who universe, but I grew up in the wilderness years, and this was the first episode I ever saw. Oh wow, how exciting! Um, I remember I was working night shift at a call centre, ten p.m. to seven a.m. Oh man, I've done those shifts. They're awful. Like, and at a call centre, like you know, it's like I guess if people ring, you got to answer the phone. Um, whereas I was people coming in to, you know, buy some revolting uh, paraphernalia from the adult bookshop that I worked in, that also had a little cinema at the back. Anyway, let's not talk about that. Um, <laughs> but I would finish at like seven am and step out into, like, on a Monday. So I'd fin- I'd start Sunday night and finish Monday morning, and would walk out into. A very busy Melbourne, like right out onto Elizabeth Street and people are on their way to work. And I'm like, ah, I've got to (laughs) go bad. I was like being at a nightclub all night, but without the fun. Uh, But I got paid. Um... Anyway, Damo was doing night shift at the call centre and the manager had burned a copy of the leaked version to DVD and put it on the TV that showed our stats. Oh, so they obviously have stats going on. Who's doing well on the call centre? Um, luckily, it was a quiet night. <laughs> Sweat face emoji. Um, if this were a cold open of a Doctor Who episode, the new colleague next to me would have been the doctor. Oh, yes. Because you're like sitting there going, oh, my God, this is a very boring night of night shift. I'm like, Oh, there's a man in next to me who is it? um James replied to Damo saying, what a great experience. Hats off to your manager. James, were you the manager? Uh, I remember the exhilaration of watching that episode for the first time. And I am, like Adam, one of the brought up in the 70s and 80s on high rotation repeats. The opening from the swoop from space down to the Powell Estate, right through to when the elevator pings and the music stops, had me on side from the first. It was breathless and fun. I know it What Like, that's what I found watching it again. Like, you know, there are a lot of very silly things that happen later in the episode that require some suspension of disbelief from a crane as I've explained Um, (laughs) but that first moment right up to the hand and oh uh, then being brought back down to earth again says James as Rose explores the basement before the excitement is built again as dummies start moving and the doctor grabs her arm and says in northern run so good run Uh, some of this story is dinky and silly but I forgive all of it for being such a clever new start for the show. Wonderful. I've been to London a few times over the years and on more than one occasion have taken a version of this photo and there's a photo of him standing in front of the London Eye uh, all lit up in the background at night uh, with that look on his face as if to go, what? What? (laughs) it's just glorious it's such a moment you're just going and I wonder if that was something that was delivered in the performance or whether it was on the page I mean you can have a look because the entire that entire season scripts are published um, in a book like you can read them uh, but yeah I just love to imagine that you know that was just a thing and then they're like well, when they're there it's like we're in London we're in front of the aunt. let's let's milk it let's really milk it like give it a triple take Christopher Eccleston <laughs> So glorious so fun um, so thank you everyone uh, do keep your Rose theories and thoughts coming in like I will keep keep going because uh, now we're about to pivot back to an unearthly child um- <laughs> Why not? Um, For instance, Carl, who messaged us about an unearthly child and started me off on some very strange tangents, um, said, I forgot I sent that email until you read it out this week. Was it a bit embarrassed as I meant HG Wells, not Jules (laughs) Verne, writing about the naive Victorian time traveller? Yeah, I should have picked that up. Uh, Carl, like really? Um, but I got so excited talking about Euro Disney, I didn't care. (laughs) And no one else picked it up. And now you've embarrassed yourself twice by sending it back in. Um, But, yes, Victorian time traveller obviously was HG Wells, who comes up in Time Lash, which uh, text message Peter is insisting that we watch. And I'm like, well, it just doesn't fit into my anniversary plans. But if you want to text me about it, feel free. He seems to think that it's going to be amazing. And unlike his previous rewatches of... Um, was it, I think Black Orchid and, uh, what was the other one he watched that he was really disappointed in? Oh, Warriors from the Deep. Like he thought these are going to be amazing. I'm really looking forward to it. And they were disappointing for many, many reasons. Uh, You know, they're still fun because it's Doctor Who, but, you know, it's not what we remember as kids. Like, I remember the excitement of Warriors of the Deep. I was like, oh, my God, this is the one where the Doctor fell in the water and it was really exciting. And then I watched it and it was just like, what's a hexachromochromythema gas? Like, this is... done." And why are Why Why... What is this plot? I don't understand it. Anyway, um, it happens. Like, the things that we loved as kids sometimes are a bit disappointing as adults uh anyway um carl said his idea about the educational remit was that a lot of kids may have had a limited concept of prehistoric man so seeing something in real life in inverted commas uh depicting the importance of fire oh yeah i guess because up till then yeah you know tv was kind of a new medium like it had only been around for like like People really only bought televisions en masse to watch The Coronation, which was only 10 years before. Um, so it was kind of only just becoming a thing. And, yeah, I guess we've, there's never really been a depiction of um, prehistory. I mean, still, we don't watch it but because, you know, it's, it's difficult to write for because they don't speak... <laughs> I mean, at least th- this, in this they spoke some sort of vague English, um, even though there was a character called Her, which was not spelled Her, but Her. Was, I'm still having trouble with that. Um, mm. <laughs> but, yeah, he said it's uh, the importance of fire. That was something discovered uh, that would have made the subject interesting. Sixties um, education was not always the best and not always visual. And Carl says, I was there, but only a baby for this one. <laughs> um he says, that theory falls down, though, as I've just seen the Romans, which is almost descending into being a carry-on movie <laughs> with naughty Nero chasing Barbara. Oh, I know. I remember enjoying the Romans, though, because it's silly. Um, it's educational, but with a surprisingly adult plot. I uh, Thank the gods we were spared from him doing the same with Vicky. Oh, I know Vicky's far too young for that. Uh, and... Bless you, Carl, says, I really have to admire your commitment to the art by re-recording the podcast of Unearthly Child. Even Adam Richard has a theory, has its own missing episodes. They're in the cloud somewhere. They're spinning around in a ram or some cache or something. I don't know where they are. They live in nowhere land. Um, Anyway, I think I ended up talking twice as much in the remount. (laughs) It's gone on for far longer, um, and he says you must want to wrap up Unearthly Child. Never! I could talk about these episodes for forever, um, but he has a final word, uh, and he says the Unearthly Child is the best theory I've heard for a while. Oh, the one um, that we got from Paul about the you know the Doctor being the Unearthly Child. Um, he says I've watched the last episode of The Chase for the first time, and the Doctor's reaction to Ian and Barbara leaving. He does. Does the whole shock, anger, res- resistance, and acceptance thing in five minutes, like a teenager uh, reaction? When it's Vicky who has to calm him down, it made me think: Is this the first time he's lost travelling companions? Ah, oh, interesting. Because Susan's departure felt different, as if he'd wanted and expected her to grow up and spread her wings. Oh, my God. Uh, there's a bit more from Carl, which I will uh, dredge up in the next episode. Um, but it's about uh, your experiences of watching Doctor Who uh, when you're younger. So uh, if you have anything like that, feel free to email me, theory at adamrichard.com.au. dot you.